0: This is Anthony Robbins Host, of The reality is where filtering becomes extinct. This is Anthony Robbins host, of The reality is where filtering becomes extinct. We giving y'all real, real <laughs> I've been lying for so long. I've been lying for so long. <laughs> Believe me, I'm probably a porno, pornoologist.
2: We cannot continue to deny women or minorities access to a system that has everything but their input. Right now.
0: what up world this is anthony roberts host of the reality is where filtering becomes extinct today's show is brought to you by blog talk radio your voice your independence your platform so join us as we work to build a listener podcaster centric podcast ecosystem by going to www.blogtalkradio.com today is just a little straightforward podcast i have my miss lady in the uh, studio with me today artesia swindle how you doing today
2: I'm good. It's kind
0: of whack to even say that. I, I I don't know. These traditional introductions are kind of getting on my goddamn nerves.
2: It's only for the people that's been here. Like, put,
0: put the mic up a little before
2: bit. a whole lot of times.
0: What the 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 introductions? Yeah, yeah. That's why I be like, a lot of times I just want to be like, hey, Artesia here.
2: But I did get a phone call from one of your friends earlier this week, or was it last week?
0: A guy or a girl?
2: It was one of your guy friends. Man. And Can
0: you say that name on the podcast?
2: <laughs> yes. You already know who it is. See, you sound I told like Rodney
0: a couple weeks ago when he was like, you already know who it is yeah, I got burnt by it.
2: You do. So I got this phone call uh-huh. and I answered the phone and he was like, hey, first lady. And when oh, he said shit, first lady, I was like, yes, come through. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't have to. I didn't even think about church when he said it. it I just like, like Frank said. No It wasn't Frank No Shout out to
0: Frank Menicon This week This is the Frank Menicon.
2: I just like the way he said it And I didn't even think about church
0: So what did, So first of all Who was it
2: Oh my god Who did I tell you reached out Last week Richard.
0: Oh man You got to bleep that Where we at We on one minute and four. seconds You asked me to I know but we gonna bleep that
2: <laughs> I started I not can't to. get that
0: nigga No recognition at all We definitely deleting that name
2: No We, gonna, we definitely
0: gonna beep that name out
2: Oh, my God. So he
0: said, hey, first lady, what yeah, was he, he was, in reference to what?
2: That was just how he greeted me. Keep
0: talking, because I'm trying to get inebriated.
2: Oh, my God. That was just how he greeted me. And the way he said it with such enthusiasm in his voice, it was like, you know what? <laughs> first lady. Huh? Maybe I am. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> wow, you trying to get inebriated It's going to have some effect on me, too. mm
0: so I wanted to talk first off, we had the backpacks and haircuts event earlier today.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we had the backpacks and the uh backpacks and haircuts event earlier today. This is Sunday night. And uh, you know, we just wanted to chop it up with you guys and talk to you about the event.
2: I couldn't wait like to come talk about the event.
0: But you know what's so funny about it is, is is I'ma say this first. Shout out to everybody. Who helped, who gave, who contributed in any capacity to our third annual, the reality is, back to school, backpacks and Mm haircuts event. It was good. I love doing it. I literally love giving back to the community. The, I think the crazy thing about it is I'm not from Dallas, so to get so so much love and so much support from a lot of the people in the community to help do this, from the barbers to the uh, barbershop managers who allow us to come in and do this mm-hmm. to the people who um, who actually do follow through. And a lot of times, you know, it's so easy to talk about good news, and that's the thing that makes this podcast different. Not only do we talk about the good news, <laughs> Mm-hmm. Excuse me for clearing my throat on the podcast. If I'm feeling like something is coming. I'm trying to beat being under the weather. But the funny thing about podcasting and funny thing about social media and everything, we always talk about what goes on. that's good to me in my opinion outside of helping the people who came through yesterday, giving them backpacks, giving them haircuts. I was very disappointed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I was disappointed in the turnout.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I was disappointed in the lack of appreciation that people showed for the event. I was disappointed in the egos that people have that when something is given to you free, Mm -hmm. you still don't come through.
2: Yeah. I think we um, were—this was anticipated to be our biggest year yet. Literally. And it was— Definitely our biggest year in regards to the people that volunteered and donated and, and ben things Abbott like that. Abbott and Associates, and shout exactly. out to Ben Abbott and
0: Associates, man. We 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 greatly appreciate appreciate you guys, uh, Miss Christina Garcia, who set it all up and brought us together. We appreciate you guys, and hopefully we can definitely continue working um, mm-hmm. together in the future. But finish what you're saying. I but apologize.
2: no, I think we definitely because we had uh, we run our event by registration only. So mm-hmm. to me, I'm thinking if you sign up for something, you're good to go. You're gonna be there. And we had partnered with another um local organization that helps families in need, yeah. and so they sent these families our way, and they all signed up, and we got there today, and first hour passes, and nothing <laughs> 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 and when she mean <laughs> 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 when she says
0: nothing, <laughs> she means nothing.
2: So at this point I'm like okay I know that we did our due diligence like yeah. the organization promoted it. the yeah we promoted on our own we did the uh registrations we did registration confirmations mm-hmm. yep. um the organization did reminder mm-hmm. calls for yep. us I sent out reminder emails yep. like it was just I was not now granted <clears throat> last year the first family, I think, didn't arrive until an hour later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, so, it's black people. When yeah. you're dealing with
0: minorities of any kind, we understand. You're going to be
2: But for some POC. reason, it, it was something different in the air this time. It, it was, was something like, different. And, and I ain't just talking that, about the
0: fucking rain and the humidity.
2: <laughs> during that first first hour when we were waiting, I was like, okay, I don't know about this. I first don't know.
0: All, first of all, let's just, let's just say this so we can talk our shit a little bit more straightforward. This is Monday afternoon at 6.15. You know We were gonna You know I was too lazy After the event yesterday To do a podcast So I was like You know what I'm gonna drop this On Monday But we'll You know We'll probably Drop it later On the day yeah, uh, never do mind After we get it done. It. Yeah. But I wanted to just say that. I, you know, I try to be real I'm like, why the fuck I'm gonna be oh, come on this bitch. Yeah, you
2: in. threw me for a loop because yeah, you I had know. You,
0: you This is Sunday afternoon. Yeah, you looked at me like nigga. Me no, I was it's like, not. Like, uh, no, okay, it's Monday. That's where we're going. <laughs> no. I was just trying to set it up, but you know what? Fuck that shit. But go ahead. I'm sorry. I keep interrupting you.
2: No, I just I don't know. It was I had a different feeling about the event this year. Although we had way more contributions, True. way more volunteers. I just had this vibe. And I'm not one to speak negativity into the air. So not I just kind of kept it to myself. But it was kind of funny. My, that's more my, yeah, it was my funny dream. when you said it yesterday. You was like, I just had a bad feeling about this year. And yeah. I was like, oh, my God. I, I literally spent the whole time planning. And I was like, I don't know why this doesn't it feel just, right. Sometimes,
0: it just, sometimes things just don't feel right. Not, not only was it kind of like a, a dreary day. Mm-hmm. It's been raining all week and all yeah. weekend here in Texas in the Dallas area. So a lot of times, you know, when it's raining, people don't want to get out. People don't want to get out. People don't want to do nothing. They don't want to move. Mm-hmm. I'm guilty of that. You know, not to be funny, if we didn't have the event yesterday, I wouldn't have did anything. <laughs> I would have had a beer in one hand and something else in the other hand and been chilling on it.
2: But not, and I also think it had a lot to do with the schedule because this year we had to push it up a little bit Yeah, yeah. and we were like right back to back with several other back to school organizations yeah, with churches and not, and to, schools not and to knock anybody that's out here taking advantage of, of all of these resources, True. but I really felt like a lot of people loaded up on the day before.
1: Yeah.
2: And when it came to ours, they were like, you know what? We good. Yeah. Don't have to go.
0: Yeah. and, and, you know, I would take the blame for it if we could like yeah. if we could literally be like you know what maybe we could have pushed it back another week but pushing it back another week kids are in school
2: yeah so well, then you send the school, we would have lost our barbers we
0: would have lost our barbers because people you know they had things and events to do and attend mm-hmm. and then school would have started back and not to be funny the thing we were trying to do is prevent kids from going to school ill-prepared exactly
2: but i will say for the people that did actually show up and the random people that came in mm-hmm. that were referred to us by those individuals. Yep, they were thing. very yeah. appreciative. So that made everything worthwhile. And that was why we really did the event. But the,
0: the funny thing about it too, is even though this was our smallest turnout in the first three years, cause last year was our biggest one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And th- this past year was our smallest turnout, but it was, it was our smallest turnout from the people who registered. But it was our biggest turnout as far as, like you said, people who helped. I mean, outside of the support, again, from Ben Abbott and Associates, like, we had multiple friends and family and members Bella's who came kitchen. through. Yep, shout out to Bella's Kitchen who and came she through. she came
2: through with, like, 30 taco plates, plates deep Yeah, or yeah.
0: <laughs> to make sure the kids was eating. So I think even with it, it's not even just about us. It's more so about, like, we had other people in the community who helped yeah. push this initiative forward. And as the time went by, I kind of sat back and I was like, man, you know, I— I kind of felt like I felt the people who was helping me. I
2: mean, too, I think that was my biggest. That thing was when my I was lit- sitting here because I had like uh, one of the guys that came out for one. He reached out to me and he was like, "Hey, whatever you need me to do, in I just want to be a part of it." Yeah. And he came out and I just really felt like, "Dang, I let these people down." Yeah,
0: but it was it, and it felt like a it felt like it was a disaster. Like I said, not only just something being in the air. Like we had our we we were supposed to have our t shirts on time. Yeah, we
2: didn't get our t shirts. We again. didn't get our
0: t shirts on time. But <laughs> what I will say because I. know... The people who helped us with the T-shirts consistently listen to the podcast. Mm-hmm. We, me, and Artizia still appreciate you guys definitely um, for sending them out. They they sent them free of charge, man. You can't you can't ha- you can't control shipping exactly. You know, I, I I deal with supply chain on my you know during my nine to five and. A lot of times, I'm the face of the company. Mm -hmm. But the distribution, when it comes, a lot of times it doesn't come in the time that I've allotted and told them that it would be there. Mm -hmm. So when the ETA changes, it looks bad on the person in front.
2: Mm. And I think that's why I put so much pressure on myself, even while I was sitting there yesterday waiting for people to come. Because everybody knows that I put these things together. So even though it wasn't my fault, I felt like it rested on my shoulders because I was like, okay, what could I have done differently? But I was like it really was nothing that I could have done differently. No,
0: I kind of sat back and I thought that too. And it was crazy because I went through a range of emotions. I mean, I'm I'm a little, I'm a little out of control when it comes to (laughs) let me tell these people, you know what it is. Cause I wanted to get on Facebook live and I know a lot of people who, who follow me on Facebook live. You probably saw me put the video out where I'm like, you know, hey guys, you know, blah, 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 you know, coming out. And I was in high spirits, but I really wanted to be like, you punk motherfuckers who signed (laughs) up for this registration and your whole ass didn't Mm -hmm. come out here and you, I know you can't do that, but that's how, but that's how I felt because it's like the biggest thing. And I'm talking to black people right now. I don't give a damn about what black person gets mad. I'm talking directly to black people. We are some of the most unappreciative, mm-hmm. unable to fall through, not being on time, not being on the same page type of people. and I, for the life of me, cannot figure out why Mm-mm. we are like that. Even mm-hmm. some of the people who are in our camp that were supposed to be here like i if i don't if you're supposed to help us out, and I don't hear from you for four weeks and you're still promoting when registration is already closed (laughs) and you're still telling people to come out when we're filled to capacity, like you need to get on the same page.
2: Exactly. You need
0: to be on the same page. You need to be in contact with these people because if you volunteered, it's your job to make sure that you stay up to date on everything. Had we chosen you, Mm -hmm. then it's our responsibility to keep you up to date on things. And I think that's the thing that people have to understand that you have to hold up your end of the bargain back in the day. People used to say, and I used to hear it on all like these New York undercover type shows and Mm -hmm. back on the East Coast, people used to be like, word is bun, yo. (laughs) <laughs> no longer is word is bond. No, not in not. relationships, not in friendships, not in uh, the government. Like nobody's word seems to hold jack shit of weight anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's one reason why I love this podcast. You know what I'm saying? And, and like I say, I always try to talk about my truths and I always try to talk about my lies and be honest and transparent. And I try to do that to, to try to create a culture of people being able to do that. Um, shout out to Deronimo on a one third of talking 30 podcast. He said, he was, he's like, when I turned 30, I ain't lying no more.
2: Oh yeah. It's, it, I mean the filter what comes the fuck, out. What the fuck you lying
0: for? If you don't want to fuck somebody, if you don't want to do business with somebody, if you don't want to eat somebody's food, mm-hmm. like you ain't got to sit there and act mm-hmm. and act like you want to do something when you don't.
2: And I've always been one to try to, you know, protect people's feelings or whatever. Fuck but that. I noticed myself, even when I did turn 30, it was like instant that I was just like, you know what? This is not what I want to do. And sometimes I still do it, but not to the extent that I used to. So mm-hmm. I definitely can tell that that changed.
0: Yeah. I mean, for me, I've always kind of been this way.
2: Yeah, we I have. think
0: honestly, when I turned 30, I got softer. Oh, well, I don't like it because people take advantage of it. You know, I don't think people really know who I used to be. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, and talking in Dallas terms. So it's like to be this person. That hears people out, mm-hmm. that gives people multiple chances, more than two and more than three, which is not like me, to allow people to say certain things and not get in their shit. Like when you came to me yesterday and said, hey, I called the third person on the list. I wish I had her damn name. I would call her fucking name on this motherfucking podcast. Oh but God. when you told me that you called this bitch and said, hey, is this so-and-so? And she said, yes. And you said, well, this is the reality is we're just calling up to make sure that you still wanted to get your spot or keep your spot today. And she said that the bitch hung up on her.
2: Yeah, I was highly frustrated, but I was telling Franklin, because with you mentioning that you wanted to go on Facebook Live, I told you, I was like, this well, Frank
0: Williams, shout out to Frank Williams, man. Yes. We got to keep these Franks separate. We know a lot oh, of yeah, fucking yeah, Franks. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Um I mentioned to you I was like, hey, if you go on Facebook Live, you kind of want to you know, say it like this and you were like, well, I don't know how to be any other way. I don't know how and to. Frank kind of backed me up. Franklin, he backed me up. And so I was talking to him later on and I was telling him how frustrated I was. He was like, but you was just t- I said, I pretty much have to do that because I know if I'm mad, then you are going to be twice as mad cuz you yep. already
0: be ready to go. And first of all, I don't like nobody disrespecting people, and then I don't like people disrespecting you. Yeah. And then For you to put it together, you to put the money together,
2: Mm
0: -hmm. you to put all the backpacks and supplies together.
2: Yeah, I see it all Saturday. You
0: you finding (laughs) the the, the person to get the food for the event. You talking to the barbers like, I always tell people, I am the face of the reality is, but none of this would be possible had you not been doing the things that need to be done to get this off the ground. So it's frustrating Mm -hmm. when for months you're like, and not to be funny, you know me. Excuse me, I need to take a sip of some water. <clears throat> Excuse me. So for you to keep me in line is a job in itself.
2: Oh Lord, yes.
0: So to to <laughs> to somebody, you call somebody to tell them, "Hey, your spot is still waiting." Yeah. Get your kids together. Bring your monkey ass up here.
2: Yeah.
0: And you get cussed out without even using those words. Yeah. So I kindly asked. You have a number? You said, Yeah, I got a number. I said, Let me get let me have a number. I'm gonna call and check on. And I said it like that. And you was like, No, nah, I know you. Cause I was like, Yeah, I was gonna call and say, Hey, is this so-and-so? Did no. you just hang up on us, bitch? <laughs> that's not how this like works. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> that's why I be like, I know, and somebody was like, Do you ever want to partner with somebody? And I was like, No, nah, I'm working on my nonprofit shit right now, my 40 whatever be. 501c3. 5013. That's why you're here. <laughs> so uh you know, I know we're working on that, but the thing about it is I was like, I don't want to work under people that will try to make me be something else or try to change. Well, when you don't want to conform to things, you create things. Mm -hmm. So that's why I continue to create. But all in all, the kids who came... I yeah. felt like they had more life than the kids last year. Exactly. They were running around, playing, dancing. Eating. They enjoyed the food.
2: The parents were mm-hmm. amazing. We yeah. even had one lady. She came, and she was like, hey, can I get some change? And I was like, I don't care. You know, nobody had cash. Cash, and I was yeah, like, but she still I was wanted like, what pay. did you need change for? And she was like, well, I at least wanted to tip. And that's very rare in the black yeah.
0: community. And then I took the $20 from the lady, went and over to Omar, do, yeah, and tried to, to make barber. Omar take this money. And Omar was like, no.
2: Exactly,
0: it's, it's so funny. Um, my old barber, first name Jeff, don't know his last name.
2: Oh God,
1: He's
0: that in the, he's But I mean, <laughs> I could say the shop and then no, I would probably I drop his business, but yeah. I, that's not what I'm about. But I reached out to another shop, another barber shop to do this event before we actually went to the U Unisex Salon mm-hmm. out in DeSoto, Texas. And before we went there, I was talking to an old barber and I was like, hey, we're doing this event. And I pitched it back to him in like February.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When I told him the whole process and what we're doing it for to, to help you know underprivileged kids mm-hmm. in the community go back to school in good spirits whatever whatever i was like we just need voluntary barbers mm-hmm. i was like now i pay you guys mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying but they don't have to pay yeah. and i was like i'm not paying the full price for these heads i would be giving you like a discounted price mm-hmm. now every other barber i went to in, in the now city of dallas they were like don't worry about paying me anything this guy was like well, you know, that sounds good, man. That's cool. But I ain't really into that, you know, doing stuff for free, even if it's giving back to the community. Like, I got to get paid for my time. And I'm like, (laughs) nigga, believe me, I understand that more than anybody giving back to some of the most ungrateful people known to man. But at the same time, I feel like I have a civic duty to do something. If I'm going to be on social media complaining And talking about these kids Mm -hmm. and talking about kids who have no home training. Mm -hmm. If I can do something about that, which is maybe a couple of times a year, give back. Or when I have these events, I sit down and I talk with these kids. I ask these kids questions. You know what I'm saying? We let them play with the camera. You know what I'm saying? We let them wear different things. We let them, you know, interact with us in a different way. And some of these kids do not have a father. They don't have a father figure. Mm -hmm. They have no big brothers to turn to. So it's like to be able to sit in the presence of kids and let them, ask you all these questions and you get regurgitate this knowledge that you've been giving back to them this is what these type of events is all about
1: Mm -hmm.
0: if like I've said before if you're not giving back what the fuck are you doing yeah and if you're not giving back to not get anything in return but just to help push your community and your future forward why the fuck are you doing it if you're doing it for notoriety don't fucking sign up to help me do a goddamn thing (laughs) If you're doing it to be paid on the back end, don't sign up with me to do a goddamn thing. Yeah. If you're doing it just to put another notch on your belt, to, on your resume yeah, to say to you did something, something off your yeah, list. don't fucking come work with me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I would prefer not to fucking have you around. <clears throat> I need to choke up a little bit <clears throat> and cough off the mic. So we're going to take a quick break again. You're listening to the reality as we're filtering
1: becomes extinct.
0: filter becomes extinct not like i need to say that because you guys were already listening i hope you guys enjoyed that music that i played that you guys were listening to in, in the midst of the break because i didn't even play no music we do everything pre-recorded and then i add the music in at the end so we will see what i, I place wait in between to the set up the
2: break song is yeah, gonna be i don't know what it's gonna
0: be man i really don't but i know uh on the last segment we were talking about the, uh, the backpacks and haircuts event and all the negativity and the wrongs that came along with it this mm-hmm. year but it was a successful event The the reason you know what's so crazy what made it successful, and to talk about just the community still sticking together and coming through, Mm -hmm. we had twenty. We had twenty people that were coming to get their haircuts. Yeah,
2: they registered.
0: They registered. So with those twenty people, I think seven of those came.
2: Seven of the actual, yeah. Seven
0: of the actual came. The funny thing about it was when it got slow, all the people who showed up from the barbers. Mm-hmm. to the other people who actually showed up for the event, who were registered, from me to you mm-hmm. to Tro one to Darnell coming out of the Talking, Gre- uh, Talking Greasy podcast, yeah. everybody reached into their phone because, unfortunately, most black people know a single parent. Mm-hmm. They know another person struggling, mm-hmm. whether it be a family member or a friend. We all reached into our phones, submitted, in text, submitted a couple shared of text posts, messages and shared posts. And within that time, time frame had an extra 20 plus people or so run through to get backpacks, uh, maybe got a haircut. Uh, Teachers every-
2: came to pick up the extra, yeah, school, extra supplies school supplies. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it, it turned out great.
0: So I wanted to focus on the negative part of it, because, again, I don't always want to sell the things a positive. It's just like to me to only sell positive things on a podcast is no different than to me, in my opinion, going to church. And the only things that you ever hear about is damnation to go to hell or being coerced to get money.
2: Or not to be funny, you get sold a dream at church. Because no, you get messages so, of prosperity and, and not blessings. everybody's prospering. Yeah.
0: yeah. So I, I, that's the last so thing. So you kind
2: of just want to be open, and, open honest and honest about it. You know, because you know? we'll, every year is not. we. Hell mean. no.
0: And then I don't want people to think, I know it's a lot of young podcasters out there who, I, I don't even like saying follow me or look up to me. They mm-hmm. work with me.
1: Yeah.
0: I'll say that. But it's a lot of other young podcasters out there to, that do kind of look to me for leadership mm-hmm. to go further. And one of the things that I always tell them is everything is not going to be a success. Mm-hmm. Everybody's not going to like everything well, that you not,
2: do. I wouldn't say it's not going to be a success. It's not going to always pan out the way you think expected it, it to. Okay. Yeah.
0: That's true. Cause it, it Cause depends I on mean, what your, yeah, what your
2: is. definition of success is.
0: Very true. But I just think <clears throat> you still have to keep going. You still have to keep doing what needs to be done. So switching the gears a little bit, man, it was funny because this weekend was so fucking crazy. And I think on Saturday, You left to go run some errands. Yeah,
2: I was out gathering school supplies. So
0: I'm doing research. Oh, yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I was doing research, and I'm like, man, let me do some research, you know, for a couple of other podcasts I got coming up, um, specifically Dominique Perry. Tasha from Insecure. Tasha from Insecure, from HBO's Insecure. Mm -hmm. I missed her on last night's episode. I hate that she wasn't in there, because I was actually looking forward to it. But I ain't mad at Lawrence with them two white girls coming through on the threesome.
2: Spoiler alert.
0: Yeah, I don't give a fuck. They should have watched that shit yesterday. But the thing that's funny about it is... I'll get back to to the story, but Lawrence, man, any Lawrence's out there, man, split them strokes up. If you get in one girl for two or three minutes, and you need to switch it up and go to the next girl. Listen Don't spend, to the pro. do not spend all fifteen minutes on one goddamn girl. Yeah, you make yourself that look bad. That he
2: fuck, felt like shit afterwards.
0: He, he felt like shit because he, you know, last last week she said he was an ain't shit nigga that thinks he's a good guy. Lawrence is actually a good guy. He yeah. he really is, but he's going through what East is going through a whole phase yeah, or just to get it out of your system type phase. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I don't got no shots to fire at Lawrence or Issa Ray. They just like all the other millennials and 30 something year olds out here trying to figure this shit out mm-hmm. as we come along and move along. But I was doing research for the Dominique Perry phone call um, in the midst of a crazy weekend. And I got I called a you. You did call me.
2: Yes. And you. I was like, why you sound so pressed? <laughs> and he was like uh i think dominique perry's on the other line
0: but the funny thing about it is when she first called me she called the work phone number so i was like okay nobody should be calling the podcast
2: today yeah, Podcast number.
0: so when i answered i was like hello and she's like yeah this is you know i'm just uh she's like here i'm here for the interview today uh what the reality is and i was like who is this <laughs> and she was like this is dominique and i was like Oh, in my mind I'm thinking What the fuck I look at my I look at my watch To check the date I look at the time
2: yeah,
0: And I'm like I'm literally Like pressed for real
2: And when you told me It was her I'm in Walmart Checking my phone Cause I'm like I know I told them The 19th But I'm just double checking To make sure And sure enough My email was like The 19th at 1 o'clock so I was like, woo, I'm
0: covered. And I, clicked, I was like, hold on, let me click back <laughs> over. So I clicked back over. I started talking to him. I'm like, hey, how you doing today? She's like, I'm doing good. I'm just, uh, I'm checking. She's like, I'm here for the interview. And I was like, "Uh, I was like, I know I put you on hold. Because when I put on on hold to click over to you, mm-hmm. I was like, hey, Dominique, do you mind holding real quick? And she's like, "Uh, okay. <laughs> so when she did that, I was like, fuck. She probably like, uh, I'm calling in and yeah. these motherfuckers ain't even prepared. Yeah. Now, that's not what she was thinking. But when I clicked back over, I told her, I was like, hey, if I sound kind of scatterbrained, it's because." we have you scheduled for the 19th. Mm -hmm. We don't have you scheduled for the day. And she was like, oh, my bad. Didn't know. (laughs) And I was kind of scared about, I I just did that podcast with Christian episode 130 where Mm -hmm. I was like, I hope she comes. I mean, I hope she calls in because, you know, we had that same thing happen when we were just getting started at Fishbowl where Saul Williams was supposed to call in and he didn't because of the time uh, Mm -hmm. schedule in London. Well, she was in LA and that was one of the things too. I'm gonna take a drink of water. Hold on, my throat is parched. So when I was talking to her, that was one of the things too. She's like, so is it at one o'clock or is it 12 o'clock? Is it Eastern time or I mean, she was like, is it a
2: standard time?
0: Exactly. So she was telling me that and I was like, okay. I was like, well, if you want, I can interview, interview you right now. Yeah, and I was like, I can just give me a couple of minutes. Quick on his feet. She was like, Oh no, 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 don't worry about it. She was like, Next week is actually good. She's like, I've had interviews with ABC, CBS, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I told her, I was like, Yeah, I've been watching you, you know, do these because I'm not to be funny. I'm studying you mm-hmm. for when we do our interview, and I hope it'll go well. I was wondering about that, and uh, she was like, No, I would most definitely come. She's like, I'm not gonna stand you up. I'll be there. And the thing that was dope about it is. I started feeling like I was talking to a homegirl. Mm-hmm. And then in my mind, I was like, I told her, I, I was thinking in my head, and then I told her, I was like, yeah, this is going to be a dope ass podcast next mm-hmm. week. I was like, I was wondering how you are as a person. And it was like, she used some profanity, mm-hmm. you know, when we were talking. And Made I was like, huh? Hell yeah. I was like, fuck shit, bitch. <laughs> like I tell people all the time, you can say whatever you want. When people always come on the podcast, they'd be like, uh, can I cuss? And I'd be like, man, you can say fuck shit, bitch, all that, whatever you want. And I think I'm going to name this episode Fuck shit, bitch. Okay. I think that's what I'm going to go with. I just think I just came up I just decided that's what I'm going to name it. All right. Uh, that was uh, Dominique Perry Motivated, even though she did not say yes. fuck shit, bitch. <laughs> but she did use profanity. And I was like, I feel at home and... She She's from Houston mm-hmm. So she just started sounding like an around the way girl yeah. And that's what she was saying She's like I'm just an around the way girl Hanging out, living life, everything is good mm-hmm. And I was like that's what's up
2: Yeah she seems real down to we earth Even to, with her um, interactions with people on social
0: Yeah we supposed so. to fuck some shit up So I, I, I look forward to it I, I I'm just trying to figure out how I want to approach it You know what I'm saying like I don't know whether I should be Radio Anthony or should I just be Anthony Anthony.
2: I think it'll all come into play as soon as you hit record.
0: I think Radio Anthony is Anthony Anthony. So yeah,
2: it just depends. Sometimes, I'm glad she's not in front of me. Sometimes you can kind of go.
0: Yeah, but I'm with- glad she's not in front of me because I don't I don't know what she would be wearing, but she seems like a very sexual dresser and mm-hmm. in, in tune with herself. So I just would want to yeah, be focused. That on, would be difficult. I would want to be. It wouldn't be difficult. I just want to be focused 100 percent on the podcast. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So everybody who's been asking, is she going to be here Are we going to be in studio? Yeah, no, man.
2: I didn't realize we had so many thirsty friends.
0: They thirsty. I
2: just, I was, <laughs> I was like, these niggas the and girls don't and I had get people out of my inbox. Yeah, I was like, come on. Like man, yeah, I gotta people come out of this never inbox. reach out to me unless it's like business wise for the podcast. But I had people reaching out to me directly saying, Hey, what's the, what's the game plan? I'm like what?
0: What the fuck are you talking about? What's the game plan? <laughs> You know, shout out to all my friends. I love y'all, but y'all motherfuckers was thirsty as fuck. I had one of my homegirls, and she's like, "You know, I know you." I know she's like, "My birthday this week. I know I got to be in the studio with you to do this interview." And I was like, "What?" Nah.
2: You ain't I, been in the yeah, studio. Yeah, then I had a homeboy
0: I was like, man, I know I'll be a perfect guest host for that show. And I'm like, I, I don't even think I responded to his ass. And I, like I said, man, I love all my friends. I ain't throwing no motherfucking shade, but I was just like, y'all niggas was thirsty. And all y'all motherfuckers listening, girls and guys, yes. you know you was thirsty.
2: Exactly.
0: Listen to this microphone. Listen to what I'm saying. Listen to these words that are coming out of my mouth. You know y'all was thirsty this week. <laughs> we ain't stunting on none of y'all motherfuckers. Just, <laughs> y'all niggas was just... Like a dog panting. Like, them (laughs) motherfuckers was all over this shit, man.
2: That's funny. So,
0: this week, you know, the news has been crazy the whole weekend. Uh, (sighs) White folks is getting courage. They are putting on capes and hoods, and uh, they're not Superman or Batman.
2: Not at all. We're talking about
0: the Ku Klux Klan, the Alt-Right, whatever group they are. I'm not going to get too much into this because I... I like to have an informative but fun podcast about a lot of different things I let the people who really love politics stick with politics for me I don't like politics I just try to pay attention to them to make sure I stay aware alert and informed about the things that are happening around me
2: yeah I saw one guy um, he had he tweeted something and it was perfect because he was like normally I would do like an essay on uh, white supremacy or something like that mm-hmm. or the systematic oppression he was like but I'm reclaiming my time. And reclaiming my time, you know, that's the Maxine Maxine Waters Waters. phrase. He was like, I'm reclaiming my time. He was like, white people, get your people. Like, that's all he had to say about it because it's just too much. I mean, I don't know. I would turn on the news on Saturday, I think. And I saw what was going on with the guy who drove his car into the crowd. This motherfucker. Yeah. And I was just like, I can't even do it today. Like, I can't even let that in my spirit. It's one of those things like we know it's been happening. But now it just seems like the shit is getting out of hand. Because <laughs> as you blow. Smoke into my face. Oh, my bad. <laughs> so the
0: funny thing about it is people will say. Not all white people are bad.
2: No, not at all.
0: We know that. Best thing that I liked about this weekend in Charlottesville, Virginia, was seeing white folks fight white folks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> seeing white a white man ball his fist up so tight that you see the pinkness in each mm-hmm. knuckle and just
2: going at it.
0: Going right into the jaw of another white dude and making his shit blue. But the reason I liked it, because some people are like, oh, you're inciting violence. No.
2: No.
0: I was glad to see white people stand up and fight against their counterparts. Exactly. Against the bullshit rhetoric that they were trying to spew. Exactly. With this happening, what happens is minorities stand with the white people. They are outnumbering Mm -hmm. these other people. When some white people get punched in the mouth by another white person, for opposite beliefs of minorities and ethnicity, mm-hmm. and maybe it's making that motherfucker think.
2: Yeah, rethink some things.
0: Ah, uh, maybe we fighting our own people. Mm-hmm. Somebody got to be bigger than this. Somebody got to be smarter than the shit that's fucking continuously going on to spew this shit. And Donald God Trump knows
2: it won't be our leaders.
0: No, <laughs> you know Donald Trump get on TV talking about this bullshit. But
2: I take that back because he said what he had to say, and he didn't specifically denounce. No. You know, or call it by his name. But I'm and not
0: gonna give don't give him credit for just addressing it because that shit. No, 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 no. Shit he was, gets uh, no credit for okay, that. Cause.
2: What I was going to give credit to is the few people um that spoke out in his own party that yeah. said, "You know what? You need to call it what it what is. What it is, and it's not right." And
0: that nigga wasn't tweeting. He wasn't responding to none of that. But like I said, black people, we are always fighting and, and trying to fight for equality when mm-hmm. we. I think along with equality, we need to be fighting for equity as well, not just equality. I saw a meme the other day where it was like a tall guy, a medium-sized guy, and a short guy. Mm-hmm. And it was like, this is equality. And they gave them all us, uh, well, with the different heights, they were looking over a fence to watch a game. Mm-hmm. Well, the tall guy could just stand there and look over the fence. The medium guy could stand on his tip of toes and stand over the fence. Mm-hmm. But the short guy couldn't do any of those. So equality pictures picture showed them all getting a same the same box, mm-hmm they they could stand on, yeah. which was equal, but it's not equal because this tall guy still has more. Mm-hmm. The middle guy still has more. The small guy still has more. Mm-hmm. The other p- the picture was like uh, equality versus equity. On the equity side, the tall guy,
1: mm-hmm.
0: he had a smaller box. Mm-hmm. The middle guy, who was average height, he had a box that made him the same height as the tall guy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the short guy had a big-ass box that made him the height of mm-hmm. all of them. Yeah, that's what we should be fighting for, because when you're what that picture states is when you're born white in this country, a lot of things are handed to you Mm -hmm. that blacks may have to work for harder for or Hispanics or Indians or whatever the case may be. You Mm -hmm. know, so that's what that picture was. But, you know, to go back, like I said, I just I don't know what the the. The remedy is for, for racism. It, a lot of people, I hear a lot of people saying, oh, this is crazy for it to be happening in this lifetime. And it's like, it's never really yeah, stopped. It never
2: stopped. It's just more uh, publicized now with social media. And
0: now it's our roles because yeah. we are in the roles of leaders. We're in that age bracket of leadership and mm-hmm. the changing and turning of another generation to where now it's our fight. We and had to pick up the torch.
2: This conversation opens up so many other aspects because it's like, you can be on the front lines or you can be, you know, protest whatever yeah. you want to do and you can fight for this all day but you have to know exactly what you're fighting for and then once you get it what are you going to do with it it goes back to our original conversation about um, us you know with the community initiative yeah. and people not really even being appreciative Yeah. so it's like what do you, you if you know what you're fighting for then what are you going to do with
0: it? after that yeah and what's think, the
2: next step I think everybody's stuck in let's have a conversation let's
0: tweet let's have a conversation but what's the next yeah.
2: step after that
0: now, I, I'm not saying that those tweeters and stuff don't I feel like every level of it is needed. Yeah. You know, the people who tweet they may have white friends or friends of a different race that are reading their tweets, or they may post a link that has very accurate and factual information mm-hmm. in it to where their friends never would have thought about it. So the tweets work. Mm-hmm. And then we have the people who march. I think marching, it puts it in their face, but you can't just march. So we need the tweeters. We need yeah. the people who are going to protest.
2: But you also need the long term organizers. We
0: need the long term organizers. We need the policy makers mm-hmm. and the policy holders. You know, we need them to be more black and more minority. And if it's going to be white people in those positions who are against the things that are happening speak up and not con- don't continue to be silenced by fear of not being, you know, viewed in a a, a very respectful light mm-hmm. amongst your counterparts. I mean, even not to be funny, we need the riders. We need the people who are fighting. Yeah. We need the people who are throwing those punches and hitting somebody in the mouth letting them know that this <laughs> shit is not going to be stood. You know, nobody's standing for this shit. Yeah. Back in the day, the one thing I love about a lot of these rides over the last 25 years is back in the day when they would come in and fuck up our neighborhoods and spray us down and hose us and do all this shit. You saw a lot of black people running
2: mm-hmm.
0: or standing there together. Together just taking it. Mm-hmm. Now you see black people and other people um of F- from different backgrounds and races running towards it, mm-hmm. engaging with it mm-hmm. and standing chest to chest uh, you know against it. Like what Time Magazine the next cover of Time Magazine, if it's not I'd be surprised. The next cover of Time Magazine will definitely be the KKK All Right group where they had the black hooded, uh, the blue hoodie guy, the red hoodie guy and the black woman just standing there in front of them. And I think she had her hand mm-hmm. on the guys, the guy in the hoodie, the red hoodie. That should be the next picture, because that's all I've been seeing circulating like black. And it was more focused on black women, mm-hmm. but showing the strength of black women to continuously stand against bigotry and hatred. Yeah. And they they always have. Oh yeah And that picture there For me it just spoke A thousand words But that's all I got to say About that bullshit Because I I, I really don't have Any more energy for it So you Do you want me to read This question that you had You wanted to talk about
2: Oh we're gonna skip down To that Yeah
0: we're just gonna Jump right to that one
2: Okay Well I mean I wouldn't say read it But I
0: Yeah you could just Present it to me So I don't (laughs) read it And sound like I'm Reading off a teleprompter
2: (laughs) Now you got me looking at it like, Jesus.
0: You know you had the question, so but you should no, just give it, uh, have it right off the top of your head. I guess
2: we were having a conversation um, earlier this weekend, mm-hmm. and it kind of sparks in my mind. It's like, well, if you're dating and you're in a relationship, and your significant other senses that one of your friends of the opposite sex likes you more than they actually let on, is it the significant other's job to make that particular friend feel welcome or engaged with them? And you can kind of tell them, I guess if you want to, you can tell them the background of that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, basically, you're saying should the significant other, like in our situation, me, tell my friend something?
2: No, 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 no. And if we're using us as an example. Yeah, just use us because
0: I'm lost
1: right now.
2: Oh, God. If you're using us as an example, you have many female friends. Yes, I do. Which, you know. I don't really trip about, but there are a, a handful few. Mm-hmm. that actually like you, like you. Mm-hmm. And I know this,
1: mm-hmm.
2: but it was brought up in mm-hmm. conversation that one of your, free, your female friends yeah. didn't really feel welcome. Mm-hmm. And it kind of bugged me because I know specifically that I have gone out of my way to make this particular individual feel welcome. Mm-hmm. And so when you took, when you brought that to me, I was like, is it even my job to make that person feel, feel welcome?
0: welcome. I, I I think it's one of those things that if it's like let's just say for me like if you have a homeboy
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you want me to like that homeboy you want me to be cool with him you're introducing me to him or you're bringing him around me and our friends mm-hmm. because you feel like he's a good fit to this group I feel like you would want me to like him I feel like you would want me to engage with him I mean let's 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 just use this for an example mm-hmm. the reason your friends your best friends like me. They're gay men, but they like me because I interact with them. Yeah. I go like yesterday. I was with one of them. We went shopping in the store and it was just me and him. I Mm -hmm. was like, hey, let's go. and We can go get this food to cook. And it was just and people were staring. Like I noticed it like Mm -hmm. people were staring because, you know, he he doesn't. He's not flamboyant, no, but, he's you can, not. but you can, but you look can look at him too. and tell he's gay. So they were looking at me and they were looking at him and it's like,
2: what the fuck is going what's on? What's
0: going on here? This, <laughs> you know, black man and then this black man. So, but it, it's one of those things where you like me more because I engaged with your friends and I respected them mm-hmm. for who they are. Right.
2: Exactly, And they and, like
0: me because of that. So yeah. that's the point I got. But the okay. point, the point with that is they didn't not like your ex-husband but they weren't as close to him because he really didn't accept or
2: that just wasn't his,
0: that wasn't his thing. Yeah. And that's respect. It no, that. judgment, no, it was no it judgment, was just, but it was just like, you know, that ain't really the thing yeah. I want to be around or the type of people I want to be around yeah. me. I'm more so like, I really, as long as nobody disrespects me, I don't care what room I'm in. You know, I was telling a story on another podcast about being in a gay club with three floors and I'm holding your hand the whole way through the whole club. (laughs) But the point of the matter, it was like, what was you It it really was. (laughs) And he was like, what was you doing? And I was like, well, because my homeboy who's gay, Mm -hmm. anytime I have an event or a party, he's there. Yeah. So if he invites me to a gay bar for his birthday, as long as I'm not being groped, touched or, You know, being slipped a drink, which I'm watching motherfuckers when I go to gay bars. Like, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna ask you to come somewhere in my environment Mm -hmm. and then I won't come somewhere that makes you feel comfortable for your environment. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, to answer that question, me personally, I feel like if I bring one of my homegirls, if I brought a homegirl right now to my apartment, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And they came in, I would introduce y'all and then not be funny after that. That's up to y'all to build that. And I think y'all meaning both, like, I feel like. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't feel like my girlfriend should have to go out of her way to make somebody, you know, feel special just because that female's my friend and I don't feel like that female should have to go out of her way. Not to be funny, if y'all click or it's a connection and you Mm -hmm. mesh, that's cool cuz anyway you when you came here you came to see me mm-hmm. but it, i don't feel like you should go out of your way to make her feel comfortable or vice versa
1: i
2: just feel Which like means it shouldn't be a complain about feel it feel entitled it because they are secretly harboring feelings it makes them feel more entitled than what they really are or
0: it could just be people are just who they are and they think people should react or do things the way they I mean, feel like they should too. and not everybody's going to do the things you want that's one thing i had to learn when i started podcasting with other people and having people you know do things with me when I would say twelve o'clock, some people came at twelve fifteen, twelve thirty. Some people came at eleven thirty. Yeah. They were here waiting. So it's like you just you lowering our expectations and people probably is one of the best things we can do. It's unfortunate,
2: yeah, but everybody's
0: I mean, not going to hit your level of expectation. You know, I don't so know.
2: I don't really have to. I mean, life has taught me not to put too much stock in people. Yeah, I give everybody a clean slate, and you go from there. there. Yeah, but. But how do you
0: even? But but friendship. But the thing about it is, it's difficult in, in any point of a relationship having a female friend or a male friend. Meaning you, mm-hmm. it's difficult these days. Period. Because at this day and in, in this day and age, and at this point in time, meeting anybody after thirty years old, mm-hmm. you can't say I grew up with them. You can't yeah. say you can't say you can't say I've been knowing them the last twenty years, fifteen years. When you meet somebody now. Most of the times, if it's not through some kind of networking event or a business thing to help each other, it's probably off of an attraction. Yeah. Now, whether you can put that attraction behind you or put it away, that then becomes an issue if you Mm can't.
2: No, I was just going to say, and then that goes back to people doing things differently. Yeah. Because I know for me, I run into guys all the time, and it's like, oh, you know, they're attracted to me. And then once I tell them I'm with somebody, they like, well, we can be friends. Yeah. But for me, I'm kind of like, nah, that's okay. because, And I could be missing out on some great friends, yeah. but I just really... I mean, once you let me know that that's what you really want, I feel like at that point you just hanging around to see. No, no, I mean, some people... I mean, people, not saying that that's true. And it's so
0: weird. It's so weird to say, but I've heard several guys say this. Sometimes guys just like have... They do just like having good-looking girlfriends. Like, mm-hmm. to be able to invite a group of girls over... To a get together when your homeboy's coming through. To, I mean, not to be funny, I've been used several times yeah. for my female friends. And see, like, I guys will be like, that I'm hey, not I always that girl. see Yeah, And people will be like, I've had guys see me and be like, hey, man, I always see you with so and so. Or yeah. who's that in that picture? And they'd be like, hey, bring tell a couple of your homegirls to come
1: through.
2: Yeah, so, so I know I'm not that girl because, like, I mean, somebody can invite me to come over. I'm not gonna come over and just be chopping it up with. So that's why it's easier for me just to be like, "Oh no, yeah, I'll pass." Yeah. Thank you. I mean,
0: but I'm more social, so yeah. it's like I like talking to people. I like getting to know people, and I, and I'm not naive to know or crazy really? to think that when no, we I'm,
2: first met, you were. Though. I was.
0: I was. I mean, I was probably naive, but at a certain point, I'm sure I knew. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing. Like there's like nothing it. better than the attention of women, mm-hmm. especially when you find a woman who knows how to talk, a woman who has uh, the, commu- the art of communication down to a science, a woman who exudes confidence uh, through her conversation, a woman who, not to be funny, just, uh, ain't nothing sexier than a woman who comes to a bar. I've been to several bars. And for a woman to come to a bar, mm-hmm. have conversation with you, great conversation, but you don't ask for her number and she doesn't ask for your number. Mm-hmm. Cause sometimes and you've done oh, this, that's what, that's I what I do. I'm saying. You just like <laughs> to go wonder. to a bar, you just like to go to a bar <laughs> and have a good conversation. Don't mean I gotta go home with you. But yeah. sometimes just to get the conversation of somebody else or to be heard or told, hey, you're attractive, or you have great conversation from someone else, mm-hmm. that shit is big. And not to be funny, if you're planning on being with somebody the rest of your life, mm-hmm. I think you are a fool to tell your husband or your wife that you cannot have any other male or female friends no, outside. I definitely don't believe that. I just think that
2: there's a line that shouldn't be crossed. Like, I've never told you you can't be friends with whatever. That wouldn't even work. Yeah, I wouldn't even be here. But I'm not that way in general. Like, I've never been like that. Most definitely. But I just think it's it's certain lines that shouldn't be crossed. And once they're crossed, it's hard for me to go back to looking at it like, oh, they're just friends.
0: Yeah. No, it's a difficult situation to be in. I I mean... I don't know. I had one I had one of these questions because I think somebody was talking to me about marriage. Marriage has been coming up a lot, and a lot of people feel like marriage is the end-all, be-all. Yeah. And I feel like people, to me, I feel like re- one, religion is one of the things that make people want to get married. You know, people want to feel like they're doing the right thing. People want to feel like they're safe when they have sex or do the things that they want to do. Mm-hmm. But it's crazy to me because people bring up— uh, Bible scriptures to back up getting married and because of biblical reasons from like Ephesians five and twenty five or Genesis <laughs> two and twenty four. I'm not quoting the word. I'm giving scriptures. I know because I don't I even want to go in. Do you I don't know wanna, what
2: these? I'm, I'm assuming you know what these scriptures say since you're saying. Yeah, it's
0: basically the, yeah. what we're talking about. So you know, that's a man what I meant when a I say go a ahead good and thing. quote yeah. it then. So it's those things where it's, it's, it's funny because it's like, I think people base it off of that. They base it off of traditional norms. They base it off uh, just tradition period of people saying this is what you're supposed to do in the next level of living. But the funny thing about it is there is a new age of living. Motherfuckers is living together for 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years, never getting married. Stepman and Oprah. You got people that are having kids and building families with people Mm -hmm. without having this. You have polygamy going on where dude got three (laughs) or four girlfriends and his one guy. So you have so many different relationships that are happening. And not to be funny, they've been happening since biblical times. People just started putting labels on shit and started saying what was right and wasn't right.
2: Yeah. Remind me to tell y'all about how almost got uh caught up
0: <laughs> go right now i don't no. even know what you're talking
2: about but, no 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 no. i'm not gonna go on that story um
0: why not i want to know what it is now.
2: no no about the poly the polygamy somebody was trying oh, yeah, to catch me up in that to, hole oh, yeah, yeah, the but guy, you, what yeah, I, I did want to go back to is talking about marriage being the end all be all i definitely don't think that is but it was so funny because i ran into an old friend the other day and they were telling me how they were going through a divorce mm. And they really said, because when I in, went through mine, everybody was like, oh my God, they thought it was the end of the world because mm-hmm. they couldn't see how we were getting divorced. And when I explained to them my thought process behind it, because I grew up, I always said I wanted to be married, I wanted to have four kids. And then I got that, and life happened, certain situations came about, and I was like, I don't really think this is what I wanted. And it wasn't because he was a bad person or, you know, he cheated or anything, anything like that. But this person specifically told me that they thought about me when they decided to file for divorce. I don't know if that was a compliment or not, Mm -hmm. but they said they thought about me and being honest with themselves to say that that's what they wanted. And they would prefer just to have long term companionship, which is what I would prefer. Yeah. As opposed to being married.
0: And I guess people would be like, well, with that long-term companionship not being on paper, he could just walk away. But the funny thing that I feel like. And
2: I can just walk away, too. That's
0: what I'm saying. (laughs) True. But I also feel like even in a marriage, you can still just walk away. It may take other processes like, you know, filing the paperwork and having to pay money depending on the type of person you're, you know, invested in. But marriage doesn't stop anybody from walking away. No, it doesn't. I don't think marriage is a bad thing. I've heard a lot of people speak greatly, mm-hmm. great about it. I mean, I've heard a lot of speak, more people speak negative about it. I just it
2: don't then. think it's for everybody. No, I and don't. And it doesn't mean that it, it's bad.
0: I just think it's very difficult because, you know, the, the biggest thing that people always ask me when they reference or preference our relationship, they always go Mind to... Your business. But they always go to a point of like, how are you guys making it this long? Or when I tell them... You're you're not looking to get married right now or anytime soon.
1: Mm-mm.
0: The age old thing is they'll be like, she just saying that, or she's she's just making herself think that she can change you.
2: No. And I was like, what? Trust me, if I wanted to be married, I would have been gone a long time ago because you made it very clear from junk that that's not what you wanted.
0: Well, I didn't say I didn't want to get married. No, I just but I'm don't saying know Like when, when I first
2: met you, you were like, I don't know if marriage is for me and I don't want to have any kids now. Now that we've been together so long, I think it just started to change like in the last year or so yeah. that you really was like, Oh, I want to have kids or whatever. I
0: mean, I would like to at least possibly have one, but yeah. I mean the, the, the process of the mindset for me when I started, when I started thinking, cause I think it's been the last year when I turned 34, it was kind of like, yeah, who are you coming home to? or who are you going to share something with? Mm-hmm. But I think because the type of person I am, it makes me wonder, am I even capable of loving someone enough to share my whole life with them? Yeah.
1: Cause as much as we, as, as much
0: as we hang out and as much as I love hanging out, I was telling my homegirl this this weekend. I was like, I love coming home to a cold bed and she, mm-hmm. she was kind of giving me that, that child please face. And I was like, I love my alone mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And she was just looking at me like whatever, and I was like, man, I, you know, I'm not the type of nigga that you may think whatever, but mm-hmm. this is who I am. And I, and I think, think, go ahead, go ahead. No, you're fine.
2: no, I was just gonna say, I think that's one of the things that I learned about myself too after I got divorced was even as much as, and you've even said it before because you were like, I'm not when we talked about living with each other. You said something about how can you do it And I was like it's just one of those things Because I do enjoy being around you But when I drive home and I walk in my house what I'm saying it's different It's like oh my god this is the best feeling ever
0: mm-hmm. Nobody's there <laughs> Nobody's bugging you There's no expectations to fuck
2: Exactly like you I can no cook ex- or yeah. I can not cook
0: And I can masturbate If you're not going to give me none Or too tired <laughs> to give me none by myself But I feeling like I wish you walk in another room So I can rub it out real quick Oh
2: my
1: god <laughs>
0: So I know personally I like being at home by myself. That's why I said if we got together, I need a compound or at least a five-bedroom house I minimum. Need the same. I need a five to six-bedroom house minimum Yeah. For this, for this to work with you already having kids from your previous marriage.
2: Yeah. And for
0: me just having to have my own sanity because your kids are just like you. Y'all goofy.
2: We are. And I
0: yeah, I would definitely And that's another be reason why, another why I, I like spot. to
2: you know Cause I do enjoy going home and being able to just be one hundred percent completely goofy. Yeah, I can cause that act shit as crazy as I
0: want. <laughs> I don't, I shit I only got so much room and with shit.
2: you I, like when I'm here with you I always be like okay let me stop I'm doing too much but when I start
0: acting goofy you don't even do it you just I be like come on now I'm in a goofy mood I'm doing it this is the time to get that shit out and you just look at me and laugh while I'm dancing around the living room and I'm just like alright you missing out cause when I stopped when I stopped this shit and you started I'm gonna say sit, the, sit your ass down and go home and you gotta do one or the other so shit, that's what that's what that is, man. I really want to give a special shout out before we get out of here to um, Broderick um, Darnell hey. Nelson, man. This guy, man, I I I, I call him the DJ Cal of podcasting because. That's that nigga's name. Mm-hmm.
1: I Bro- totally Broderick, it.
0: if you're listening, you need to start saying, hey, man, this is your boy, Broderick Darnell Nelson, a.k.a. the DJ uh podcasting, and you are listening to the Talking Greasy podcast. It ain't me? easy <laughs> talking talkin greasy. <laughs> greasy. That's what you need to be saying. And if y'all ain't listening to the Talking Greasy podcast, man, get on over to SoundCloud, man. Type in talking greasy. Go to the website www.talkinggreasy.com. dot com. Check these guys out on Facebook, man. Talking Greasy yes. uh, podcast. Him and Kim, man. They do a great job of breaking down topics and and being unfiltered as well. They do a great job of getting other black podcasts right here in the city of Dallas together, mm-hmm. man. to To do something, man. He came out to the backpacks and haircuts event on yesterday. We didn't ask him. We didn't yeah, tell he just him. He walked up. He just walked in, and I was like, "You coming in to get a cut, bro?" And he's like. Nah, man, I just came out here to, to support you.
2: Yeah.
0: And, you know, I was like, where you live at? He's like, I'm in Pleasant Grove. And I was like, that ain't even over here. You know <laughs> no. what I'm saying? He was like, I was just out for a Sunday drive. And I was like, I'm going to go support them. And
2: I hadn't heard anybody say that they, we used to do Sunday drives all the time. I fuck with Hard, man. And when he said that, I was like, I know all about that. I miss my Sunday drives.
0: I fuck with Broderick Hard Body Karate. <laughs> man, if you need anything, bro, if I can help you out, man, hit me up, bro. So if you want to keep listening to the reality is where oh shit, I don't even know why I said that. If you want to keep, you should keep listening. But to continue listening, I don't know what's going on. I, right know, now. I can't get my words out. You know, what's so funny is I normally have a script to close it out and I put my script for the beginning and I put I didn't put the script for the end. So we're going to do it like this. We got a lot of shit coming up.
2: Yeah, stay tuned. For the Next fall. couple of
0: months. Yeah, we getting some dates worked out, but we got a lot of shit coming up, man. We're gonna be uh we gonna try and light the city of Dallas on fire for the wintertime. Everybody, y'all can have these fucking hot ass pool parties. Y'all can <laughs> have this hot ass sitting the outside on the cabanas when and grown shit. Folks come Hell out. yeah, fuck that summer <laughs> shit. I'ma talk my shit and walk my shit. This winter two thousand seventeen, we're gonna be rolling out some nice little nights. And dates here soon man But uh, keep up with everything man The reality is By going to www.therealityis.com That's T-H-A TheRealityIs.com, man. You can keep up with all of our events. Um, some of our writers on the blog, mm-hmm. they write, uh, you know, they're always writing these self-help uh,
2: Yeah, inspirational yeah, and uh,
0: lifestyle posts. Lifestyle posts. So, keep up with that, man. You can listen to the podcast from the website. A lot of people hit us up and be like, where can we find it at? If you can't find it on your phone or your comprehension will not allow you to download apps, Jesus. just go to www.TheRealityIs.com. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Anchor. I need to start engaging more on Anchor, um, yeah, yeah, Twitter, anytime. and you can follow me at Sir Robert Poe on Instagram and on Twitter, Anthony Roberts on Facebook. If you want to be on the podcast, if you want us to ask questions for me, Miss Dominique Perry uh, this weekend when we do the interview with her, email us at info at That's info at T-H-A, the reality is dot com. You got anything to say before you get out of here? Nope.
2: I'm good. You
0: don't want to get nobody a number, your email, uh,
2: social media. Number, social media, no Artesia, K-N-O-W-A-R-T E S I A.
0: The funny thing about these podcasts is people don't even understand. We could literally be butt naked, just staring at each other doing this podcast.
2: Hey, I don't have on pants. <laughs> all right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: that was unfiltered for you.
0: <laughs> oh man! As I always, say always remember to inhale courage to excel success. Drink some water, man. If you if you black. Go shake a white person's hand. If you're a white person, don't be too scared to shake a black person's hand or open the door. All this racism and bullshit, man, we have got to try our damnness to eliminate this shit. I don't know how. I don't have the answers. None of us seemingly do. No. But we can start by just being kind. Mm-hmm. And all the kids that are young, playing in sandboxes together of all different kind of races and creeds, let's not uh, teach them bullshit
2: Exactly. let's
0: be honest with these 2 and 3 year olds they will have a a better life knowing that somebody that doesn't look like them can be just like them Mm -hmm. and can love them just like they love their mom, their dad, their sister and their brother Mm -hmm. we gotta start teaching something different man because if y'all think this shit is working outright or even black parties who may hate white parties or whatever this shit ain't right Mm -hmm. and we need to get this shit together man like All right. I'm just gonna finish getting braided and enjoy my uh, Monday night. And um
2: you sound like you don't need any more.
0: Yeah, I'm fine. I'm okay. Ooh, be gavey.
2: I wish I could do that laugh that Christian had on the last podcast because that was hilarious. He
0: said, hey, these boys
1: is going nuts.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh. <laughs>
2: From earaches to strep tests, there's MinuteClinic at CVS. See a provider, fill a prescription, and grab essentials. Or see us online with telehealth options. That's healthier made easier. Visit MinuteClinic at CVS today. Services vary by location. See MinuteClinic.com for details.